Thanks to viewers like you and SassyGamers.com. Bar Rock Cafe can exist, I guess. So, like, you can find links to Sassy Gamers, our Patreon, and social media stuff in the show notes. Just click. Thanks. Previously on Bar Rock Cafe, with their names in the clear, the party returned to the castle district while Armbar slept. They went to the three towers where Brock spoke with the owner, Sarah, who was organizing the Bardaw. Felix met up with the party and shared with them the secrets of the obelisk from the report Rookstool. Now the Blackstaff wants to meet with Brock. What will they say? Find out today on Bard Rock Cafe. All right. Welcome back to episode 11 of Bard Rock Cafe. Uh, last time, the group learned a lot of important new information about what was going on in Waterdeep, about the obelisk, about why they're not wanted anymore. And now, Epi has gone off to hide in the cafeteria of the Blackstaff Tower while everyone else goes to meet with the Blackstaff. And that's where we'll pick up. So, Brock and Rook, you two are making your way up to the Blackstaff's office. Uh, when I get up there, I knock politely. Well, you know there is a, a secretary who is waiting to meet you. Hello, do you have an appointment? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm Brock Song, the owner of the Bard Rock Cafe. One of the guardsmen told me the Blackstaff is expecting me today. Ah, yes. Well, not so much an appointment, more uh, if I see you to let you in. So, head on in. And is this your friend? Is she with you? Do you have your own appointment? I'm with him. Uh, she's with me. Wonderful. All right. Head on in. Yep, I'm right behind Brock. All right, so we, yep, we head on in. So you open the door and, yeah. Uh, the Blackstaff is sitting at her desk. Uh, there is, you do see her staff leaning against the, the wall behind her. She has one of those gigantic desks with just, like, tons of stuff on it. It doesn't look like she has any paperweights or decorations or anything. It's just all business. It's made of pure mahogany. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And so she looks up and she's like, You, you're the owner of the Bardrock Cafe, aren't yes. you? Yes. Like, recognition flickers in her eyes. She's like, good, I'm glad that you... Did the guard send you to see me? Yes, I was uh, passing by the cafe. I asked how the investigation was going, and they said that you need to discuss it with me. I do. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, how are you faring since the meteor uh, hit? You know, it's It's been a hard few days, but uh, your hospitality has been very helpful. Thank you so much for letting me stay here while I'm unable to return to my cafe. You're very welcome, and hopefully by the time we're done here, you'll be able to return. Uh, I don't know... I don't know what all you've heard, or what all the guards passed along to you, but the meteor that hit your cafe wasn't a meteor. It was an obelisk. And she's looking at you guys for, like, this moment of consternation or shock. I'm not, but I remember I was actually there when she told, when Rook told the Black Staff that, um, when it had had just happened, so. That's right, she did. So, no, she, she would not 
expect you guys to be shocked by this information. <laughs> now. Which, dear listener, by the way, the only reason I remember that is we listened to episode one not that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say these edit these get edited a little bit. Um, we, re- we recorded many episodes in advance before episode one released. <laughs> so she says, all right, uh, I do have one question for the both of you, actually, as you were both there. Have you had magical effects happening outside of anything you've consciously done? Uh, yes, I've encountered some strange things. Uh, just the other day, I tried. I was just walking around, and for about ten minutes or so, every time I tried to speak, I just breathed bubbles. I see. And you, young lady? Nothing I've seen. I did see the bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Well, Rook. Oh, go ahead. Rook wants to just glance around the room, see if there's anything interesting going on in this office. Uh, make a perception check and an Arcana check. Ooh. Is perception? I got an eight on perception total, and I don't understand this. I don't understand this. My arcana check ends up 19. <laughs> Brooke, somehow you are, as the non-caster of the group, the most magically aware of anyone. I know, it's just, it's amazing to me. So <laughs> I don't understand, but anyway. I think we know so. what Brooke's specialty is. <laughs> You've just seen a lot of stuff, though. Yeah. She has the blue book um, of magical items just stashed somewhere in there. Yeah, Brooke right. has studied magic, but she has studied... Magic. She's studied awesome. it. She's seen a lot. She's seen a lot. You have a lot of magic street Yeah, sports. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. So, looking around the office, there's just a lot, right? Like, there's just books everywhere. There's bookshelves lining the walls. You see a bunch of trinket-looking things that, like, you realize probably aren't trinkets. They're probably magical in some mm-hmm. way. Um, you do see a teleportation circle. Uh, it's kind of off in the back corner a little bit. You are unfortunately not schooled enough to be able to understand the mechanics of it to learn that circle looking at it. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you had, you know, a little bit more training, you probably could just looking at it here memorize how to get to that circle in particular. Okay. You see just spell books, spell scrolls, tomes on arcane knowledge and history. There's just a lot. Okay. That's that's what you take in. You do notice that there are some glyphs. Mm-hmm. Kind of discreetly placed throughout the room, like security measures. Okay. They're not active right now. The glow is not there, but you, you notice them. You're like, okay, so this probably would be a lot more dangerous to break into were the Blackstaff not actually in her office using it right now. Right, right. So while she's there, they're not activated. Yeah. Um, you do know with an Arcana check like that, there's probably uh, an identification system or a code word or something that would deactivate them, and you have sure. no clue what that would be. Alrighty. So the Flagstaff goes, well, so we found a few things out about the obelisk, uh, not the least of which being that we can't move it, so it is stuck in your basement. So you and I have to have a conversation about what we're going to do about that. Yeah, I can see that there's some definitely some practicality issues to that. Yes. 
I do not usually let customers go into my basement if that is any concern at all. It would usually just be me and my staff if the building itself is otherwise immovable. Well, you would still have free use of your cafe. Obviously, we can't have people poking around. So, I am offering to do a few things. Firstly, we can't just have anyone coming around to rebuild your cafe. So, at my own cost, I will fund some private contractors to rebuild the cafe to your specifications. You are still responsible for the cost of the repairs, of course, but from what I understand, you do have insurance and that the paperwork is being worked on. My sympathies. Uh, secondly, I would like to personally come and place some wards around the obelisk itself to try and contain some of the effects that it causes, as anyone in the immediate vicinity suffers from... <laughs> wild magic just at random and that is disruptive to the docks district as a whole especially on your street even the guards and the the magisters as they were just standing there suffered some wild effects um, i would also like to have a guard posted around the bard rock at all times as there has been some suspicious activity around the obelisk in the recent couple of days do you find this acceptable? Okay, so Brock's listening to all this, and he's nodding along. He's like, I understand for the uh, near future, but I don't think my customers would be comfortable having, like, the city watch the standing there the entire time, like the first week or so, maybe. I do have uh, hired security I keep on staff, though. Go ahead and make a persuasion check. Right, can I get myself bardic inspiration on that? Sure. That is a natural 20. I didn't need it. Wow. Uh, roll, roll the Bardic Inspiration. Well, I didn't need to use it, I just had to give it to myself. So I can just save it for later. Yep, oh, I just wanted oh, oh, to okay. give myself Bardic Inspiration before I rolled it, in case I needed it. Right. That was an important one. Well, you still rolled a nat 20, so, yep, so luckily she knows that you have this wild magic. I didn't want to lie this about it. Okay, so I rolled a 3 Whew. and a 72. I kind of hope that the backstaff gets a demonstration here. Oh, oh no. man. Okay. This is going to be fun. It's a low number, one of those. Yeah. So, it's a net 20, and I'm technically picking the worst option, but it's more interesting. <laughs> I like whatever's funniest. The blast, as long as it's not going to make me explode and die, I want the blackstaff to see the wild magic in practice. So, a spark seems to emanate from you, and you see, just like it seems to crackle in the air a little bit directly next to you, then there's a pop, and there is a winged woman with feathers all over her body sitting next to you, and she's looking around, she sees you, she sees Rook, she sees the black staff, she says something in a language Rook understands. Uh-huh. Uh, Rook, you hear her say in Sylvan, Where am I? What's happening? I respond to her in Sylvan, I'm sorry. This is likely wild magic. Where did you come from? I'm from the Feywild. I want to go home. It's so dreary here. Um, is there- Why is there paper everywhere? 
Uh, <laughs> is there a window in this room? Uh, no. Okay. Well, actually, there is a balcony. That's there is a balcony. I so I can't understand this in character, but out of character, we do all know that the wild magic does usually wear off. So the person will probably be able to go back if they just wait patiently. Right, or the, I can just. She's got wings, like. Yeah. So out of character. Yeah. It is okay. For some reason, I thought there were like fae that lived near here. For some reason, I don't know. It is okay. So wild with fae in it, and then there's the fae wild. Oh, there we go. Okay, so um, I'm going to tell her. um, Very sorry for your patience. Um, You're going to be able to go back home. Are you sure? You're gonna have to wait first. How long? I'm not sure. I'm sorry. But how do you know? Because this is the nature of the magic. I, and you see the black staff kind of sitting there, just an eyebrow all the way raised, like, oh. She kind of goes, black, or wild magic indeed. That is a siren. And your friend is doing wonderfully at keeping her calm. I don't understand a word of this, but. How long does this normally? And as y'all are talking, pop. And she's gone. Uh, uh, it lasts somewhere between a minute and a couple hours. The bubbles thing went on for like 10 minutes. That lasted like, I don't know, 60 seconds. <clears throat> Fascinating. Also extremely disruptive. Yes, I've noticed. Um, how often does this happen to you? Uh, the first day or so, nothing really happened. Second day, it happened a few times. Uh, it seems to happen random. It seems to happen more often if I cast any magic, so I've been trying to cast magic only when I need to. But it also seems to happen at random without using my magic. Well. That is good to know. I'll tell you what. I understand your desire to not have guards around your cafe all the time. I would like to have... In lieu of guards, a single magister posted in your basement. He will not leave the basement until unless something happens that is wild magic related. I would like this just in case, as you are present and you have wild magic. Just to have someone there to control whatever might happen. Because we don't know how crazy this can get. That seems fine. You just opened a portal to the Feywild. What if it had been the nine hell? Uh, that seems fine. If it's not going to disrupt my business, I think that's a fair compromise. So I will send word to the guards to allow you a- in access to your cafe. The obelisk does not seem actively harmful. You can go look at it if you would like. Uh, I would encourage you not to interact too, too much with it, as we still don't know everything about it. But... Uh, when the when I went to help with the cafe as it was on fire, there was one individual that was present, and he was able to raise a man from the dead on the spot. And I was hoping you might know how to reach that individual, as without divine magic functioning, there are there is a desperate need for more healing and resurrection magic in the city. And I would be willing to compensate him greatly. I actually do know that individual. They're a patron. Uh, they they actually, I know for a fact that they're 
beckoning to that call specifically right now. Uh, they found out about someone need their help, and they were en route to do that. So I can find them and see if they can come visit. I see. I would appreciate that. Um, the sooner the better. But if that's any, that's all I had. Do you guys have any questions for me before I get back to? She just kind of motions to all this in her office. I'm shaking my head, or Rook shaking her head, rather. All right. I don't think I had any questions for the Black Staff. No, thank you for your time. I think we're fine for now. Very well. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you for yours. And thank you. And please know that your your quarters in my tower are yours until the, the cafe has been rebuilt. You don't owe me anything. You have been more than enough help thank already. You. I appreciate your hospitality so much. It's been a very trying time. Kind of gives you a nod and motions for you guys to... Uh, leave so that she can get back to the rest of her day right, and i do that and actually i do i do actually think really quickly um so actually the process of the guilds i don't know if you could give me any advice in that regard uh i know they're traditionally slow to work with i'm having trouble expediting the process she kind of my, my, my main concern obviously is the longer it takes to begin the repairs the harder it's going to be to keep people from getting near the obelisk while it's in that open structure <laughs> yes I, the guilds are a tangled mess of bureaucracy. You will just have to be patient, but I will make some calls and see if I can expedite the process for you at all. Thank you so much. She kind of nods and is like, all right. There is actually a knock on the door. Uh, Lady Blackstaff, your appointment is here whenever you're ready. And then she kind of just looks at y'all like, okay, it's time. And I walk out, but I do keep an eye out on her way out to see if I recognize the person who's waiting to meet the Blackstaff. Do I know? Uh, you don't. It's not someone you know. I was, if there's a noble person at all, I was like, maybe my father ate dinner with no. him once, but it's fine. It is there are so many people in Waterdeep? It is just some random magister. Yeah, yeah. There's no knowing all of those. Yeah. So you guys make your way out. Uh, what are you doing? All right. Well, I need to still go deal with my insurance. Although I can tell them that the Black Staff has mentioned something now, so that hopefully that will help. That's what I need to go do. Um, I guess I could go meet Epi in the dining hall. Is it, she's is Epi still there, eating? That's a question for you, Epi. <laughs> so, unfortunately, Epi may not still be in that dining hall. Okay. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> it's all good. So, time out. So. Brock, you're going back to deal with the insurance stuff. Yep. Rook, you're going down to the cafe to look for Epi, is that what I understand? Yes. Alright. The cafeteria, not the cafe. The cafe is a smoldering crater, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Rook, you go down to the cafeteria, and there's a lot of people there. You know, this is the mage school. 
but you don't see Epi anywhere. <laughs> because Epi is doing something else. Epi. Okay. So, Epi. Um, when everyone starts walking towards the Blackstaff, you know, he, he went with them, told them he was going to be in the cafeteria waiting for them, and then as soon as they were out of sight, just sort of backs out and heads out the door. And I'm going to try and find anything resembling like a local inn or bathhouse or something. Okay. You staying in the castle district? Yeah, or? same district. Okay. You want me to find you a specific one or you just want to just... First one I can find is good enough. <laughs> okay, so you, you go to a, a... There's an inn. It's, it's yeah. fine. I, I rent myself one room go up there and um, Epi just kind of pulls out his book right quick slip, slaps it down and says and writes in it so more we have a problem <laughs> do we? he writes in the book I can only cast the spell once per day, but it's looking like I'm going to be needing to cast it a lot more often. Well, I think with a little more training, you might be a little more powerful and be able to cast it, cast it yourself. But until then, I can only give you once. He kind of sits there for a second and he just, he writes in the book. Thank you for all of the help. I think I'm going to be practicing this a lot more now. I have a feeling, a little plan to replace the divines with something a little more easily controlled, maybe come and do a little bit sooner than I expected. Any advice on where I could research this a little bit further? I'm sorry, say that again? Do you have any advice on where I could research this a little bit further? I feel like my plan for um, replacing the divines with something a little more easy to control maybe come and do a bit sooner than expected. I seriously doubt you had anything to do with this. But visiting some of the temples might be a good start. Alright. I think I need to do that anyway. Just to see how bad it is. Wish me luck. <laughs> no response. Fair enough. So Epi, in this little room, pulls out of the depths of his bag just this, this outfit that doesn't look like anything he's worn that y'all have seen. It looks probably more like a scholar or a nobleman's outfit. Pulls out a- switches into that, uh, and puts a little signet ring on his finger. Does his hair a little better. Hides Mort and his old clothes back into the bag and slips it over his shoulder. Kinda takes a deep breath and peeks out- or actually he casts the Unseen Servant and 
he tells the unseen servant to go out and uh, see if there's anyone in the hallway. Uh, the unseen servant kind of opens the door, peeks out, comes back in. You get the sense that there is not. Okay. I nod. I tell the unseen servant to stay there, but, you know, kind of move around, make it seem like there's someone in the room, you know, pick stuff up, set it down, until I get back. Okay. The unseen servant makes his way over to the nightstands and the, the night, the end table, picks up a stool, puts it down. Picks up a stool, puts it I down. I just kind of... You see Epi, he's rubbing the just the bridge of his nose and says, Just just stay here in the room. Move around a little bit. No need for any picking up and setting down the furniture. There's a pause. And the stool starts to slide noisily like <laughs> Sit down and floor. just just sit down and, and you know, get up and walk around every so often, and that's it. Nothing else. <laughs> okay. So, the unseen servant takes a seat. Alright. That'll do. And so, Epi, with the backpack on his shoulder, with all of his wizarding stuff in it, sneaks out of the place as best he can. Are you trying to stealth or are you just trying to be, like, unremarkable as you leave? As unremarkable as possible. Okay, go ahead and roll. I'll make that deception. Just, yeah. Okay, okay. We're going with ocean dice on this one. What is my deception? That's not bad. Ooh. So, a three plus a three is a, a solid six. My hoofs clack very loudly. Yeah, I mean, you're a tiefling in a mostly human, and... I mean, it's... Tieflings are not common. So, you garner attention, and you're dressed like a scholar, and you're in the castle district, where you, you, you get some looks, but nobody really pays you too much mind. It's... It's water deep, right? Okay. So, Giuseppe is gonna go and uh, see what the situation is at one of the local temples. <laughs> and, you know, he holds himself a little bit straighter, you know, nods is the usual shtick. But I'm gonna make my way towards a temple. Okay. Uh, hang on one second. By the way, I love that basically Epi was like, hey, Unseen Servant, can you just act out the cardboard cutout scene from Home Alone for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you're right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Alright, so in the castle ward, the Blackstaff's Tower is... It's pretty close to the Font of Knowledge, which is the Temple of Ogma, and the Halls of Justice, which is the Temple of Tyr. Those are two that are like... You can see them from here. Mm -hmm. Like, as you're, if you make your way out of the Blackstaff's Tower, you can see them from there. Let's go to the Hall of Justice first, see how that's going. That's probably got some Raise the Dead folks in it. See, that's perfect, because every time we jump back to your story, we can be, meanwhile, in the Hall of Justice! <laughs> <laughs> Epi is being a little shit. Okay. 
Okay. So, uh, you make your way to the Halls of Justice. And you see... There's... I mean, there's a lot of... The Temple of Tear is more focused on, like... Paladins and warriors and holy fighters, right? Mm -hmm. But even here, there's a lot of injured people begging for help. There's a lot of wounded and... The clerics that are here don't seem to be able to do anything to help them, and everybody looks very just distraught and kind of despondent that their magic isn't working. And you see, in the courtyard, there is a group of paladins that, you know, they are training together and they are skilled with their sword, but it's obvious they're trying to call on something more and it's not working. And there's a group of them sitting around a table, uh, drinking something, and talking about this. Like, alright, what's what's going on? How can we get Tears' attention? And it's it's kind of a mess, right? That is what you see. No hands are being laid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is there any way for me to just kind of stand by the table of paladins discussing this and eavesdrop? Uh, would you like to try? I would like to try. I'm sure the paladins will definitely notice the tiefling, but it's fine. If they notice me, I have plans. Yep. So, so one of the paladins immediately turns to you and is like, Can I help you with something? What brings you to the Temple of Tear? Um, Epi is just like, Oh, um, I, I had been traveling abroad and I had heard about what had been going on in, in my home and I, I, wanted to come back and see just how bad it was, if there is anything I could do to help, or something. Ah, uh, well. It seems that all of our divine magic has stopped. Uh, all of our prayers, all of our ceremonies, all of our rituals, nothing is working. Uh, we have some herbalists still that are able to make potions and salves, and they're doing the best that they can with the resources that they have. But I, we're at a loss. It... Our Holy Order is still patrolling outside the walls for monsters and threats to Waterdeep, but they are much less effective without any of the divine assistance. We can only rely on our blades right now. That's awful. I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, I... What are they... Are they able to bring people back? Is I know that's a, a service that some of the clerics offer. How are things for that? Is everyone okay? No one has been able to be brought back from the dead for several days. Well, about two and a half days since the meteor hit. That's above game, but, you know. Okay. <laughs> Epi kind of looks around and he's like... I'm, I'm so sorry. I... If... If I can find anyone that has healing abilities, I'll, I'll let them know to come to you. Paladin doesn't even really think twice about it. He just raises his glass. Appreciate it. This is something for sharper minds than mine. <laughs> well, don't discredit a soft or sharp sword. <laughs> that comes in a lot more handy than you'd expect. <laughs> I think I'd expect it. <laughs> Good point. Um, 
So, I guess um, with the paladins not able to cast their holy magic at the moment, have there been any instances of, say, creatures that were undead or creatures that were, you know, is there something a wizard can do to help? Paladin kind of stops and thinks for a minute. He says, at this point, wizards tend to bring people back from the dead, to my knowledge anyway. Uh, all we can hope for is that they figure something out. Something has happened. <laughs> well, uh, you know, that's uh, not my field of study, so I, if I find anyone for whom that's their field of study, I will, I will let you know. At this point, he's kind of like, who the hell is this kid? So he's turning around and looking at you like, thanks. And he's taking, like, a good look at you like he's trying to commit your face to memory. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm just gonna kind of bow a little bit. Oh, my apologies. That's very rude for me. I never introduced myself. What's your name, kid? Giuseppe Von Burst. I I don't know if you've heard of the Von Burst family, but I, I have some ends. Yeah, I, I know about the Von Burst family. Ah. I feel like I've heard your name too, but... Well... <laughs> it's not ringing that many bells. Well, when you have many older brothers and a sister, generally you tend to fade into the background a little bit. Right. Well, I'm the fifth of six children, so I get it. Ah. But, uh... My apologies and also congratulations. You always have somebody who has your back, but they'll give you shit for it the whole time. Uh, something like that. Your family might work a little different than mine. Alright, Giuseppe. Take care. And you too. Uh, what, what did you say your name was? Well, I am Sir Generic NPC. <laughs> <laughs> no, his name is Eric. Gen Eric. General Eric. Oh my god. Jen Eric. Alright. <laughs> I see your green dot. <laughs> I'm still... I'm still reeling from that. <laughs> okay. Alright, so yeah. I am Sir Eric. Because that is canon now. <laughs> well, it's it's been a pleasure. Likewise. Um, I will leave you to it. He goes back to drinking and talking with the, the other paladins at the table. Eppy kind of looks around. So some of those clerics, I'm going to go over towards them, I guess. So there's, you know, there's clerics kind of doing their thing. There's one that's kind of off by himself. He's older looking, has a gray beard. Uh, he is poring over some books to be some kind of holy tome. Perfect. Old guy with you holy wanna... tomes it is. Yeah. Yep. He doesn't even notice you come up. His name is Tomas. Oh. Uh, oh my god, these are great. <laughs> so he he does not notice you come up until you get his attention. And he looks up. Can I help you? Uh, well, I was just go curious. What exactly are you researching? I'm reading about... Rituals and appeals to Tyr to try and get his attention. 
or to try and get some answer as to why he has gone silent. That does sound like Yola having a very hard time of it these days. Um, any luck? None. None of the temples have any of their divine magic right now. And from my meetings with the other high priests of those temples, they have none of them had any luck. That is unfortunate. I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that. Um, so, where exactly are they keeping all of those who need healing or those who have passed on but aren't quite past their due date, if you know what I mean? That's extremely disrespectful. I am. <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm very sorry, sir. I, I Please excuse my cavalier attitude. Uh, any sick that we can house at the temples, we do. We are working our hardest to treat them with herbs and medicines, but we can only do so much without the aid of our magic. Uh, I think the worst of it is going to be at the Temple of Ilmater. It's just down the road, close to the North District, if you wish to visit there. Uh, that's where the most severe cases are sent, as Ilmater has priests and clerics more trained in non-magical healing, but even there, it's bad. That is unfortunate. I was studying abroad until recently came home because I heard about the goings-on. Um, I, I may pay it a visit to see if um, there's anything I can do to help in that matter. I don't have much in the way of healing magic, but I, I have connections. Well, any help is welcome. Now, if you'll excuse me, and he goes back to, to reading his book, trying... Of course, of course. He seems very <laughs> focused on trying to find something. Can I peek and see if I can see a little bit of what it says on the things? Uh, sure. Um, he's not really hiding it. It's... I mean, it is a book of rituals for appealing for mercy and justice from tears. <laughs> Uh, it seems to be like a lot of uh, just calls for an end to injustice, uh, release from suffering, and basically strength to get past the trials. Uh, lots of stuff in that vein. That seems to be the area he's researching. Okay, so after my little peek, I'm gonna I'm gonna head out, and uh, I don't know. We'll see if I run into Rook at any uh, at any point during. But <laughs> I head out of that temple. I think I may head over to that Olmater temple. There was an inn called Bardrock Cafe that burned to the ground one day. With help from you for a copper or two, reconstruction can start right away. Minstrels will come from all round to bring you quality sound. At Three Towers you might find music delight. Come see the best bards in town. You are cordially invited to join us for a bard off. Join Brock as he tries to prove he's the greatest bard in Waterdeep for our 14th episode. You don't want to miss it. Okay. Rook, as you find that there is no one in the cafeteria, is there anything you're doing? 
Honestly, I was um, Rook would check as soon as Rook sees that Epi's not there. Rook's not that surprised, <laughs> and tries to ca turn around and catch up with Brock. Okay. So, I will. Uh, I will get back to you two after we finish with Epi. Yeah. So Epi, you make your way. So the Temple of Ilmater borders the sea ward and the castle ward, right? Mm -hmm. And it is its own standalone building. Ilmater is one of the main deities of Waterdeep. Uh, the temple is a bunch of very tall spires. Or, sorry, I am so sorry. The temple of Lathander, uh, not Ilmater. Uh, he is god of light, god of healing, that sort of thing. Good old Lathander. Yeah. Sorry, I misread when I was clicking things. Okay. Um, but yeah. A lot of spires, a lot of sun motif in the temple itself. There are tents lining the streets around the temple of Lathander. Seems like all the clerics have been called in. As you approach, it smells like death. Oof. There are people moaning as clerics are making their way around. Uh, you do notice on everybody's forehead, there seems to be different marks. Uh, green, yellow, red, and black. And each one, like the ones with the green marks seem like they're not that injured, right? Like maybe they're on the mend, they just need to recover. Uh, yellow, you know, they need to be tended to. There's a, there's an injury, but not a serious one. Red marks seem to be the ones that are very serious. Open wounds, stab wounds, people are coughing and hacking or they seem close to death. The ones with black marks are either dead or they are they look like it would take a lot to bring them back. Uh, go ahead and roll insight okay. for me. Or medicine. Insight or medicine, whichever okay. one. Okay, let's see. Alright. I think I'm going to go with ketchup dice on this one. Okay, okay. So that's a 15 plus 4 for a solid 19. Epi has experience with medicine <laughs> okay and you've you haven't ever seen this firsthand this is uh, they are triaging who gets treatment there are limited healing supplies there's limited resources to go around for helping people some of the people that you see with the black mark probably could be helped but you know based on your knowledge and experience they're not going to get help because it would cost too much. And for the same amount of resources, the clerics could save two other people elsewhere. And this person will just have to live with it or die. Ah. It looks like a disaster area. Epi just kind of looks around and is just like... You can, you can see that little hamster wheel turning in his brain and he just... He can't do anything right now, but he might come back later. 
Can I? Okay. I might keep going? looking around if nobody really stops me too much. Okay. Do, do I find anything? Roll. Roll me a general perception. Okay. Okay. I think I'm gonna use red dice for this one. Ooh. Okay, so that's a thirteen plus two. That's a fifteen. Okay. Looking around, you know, the Temple of Lathander has the largest following. But even on a regular day, like, it's kind of unusual for this many people to be here. You get the sense, uh, even from talking with the Temple of Tear, this is where all the really bad cases are sent. What's concerning is that, you know, it does seem like even here, where everybody is being concentrated, there's a shortage of healing supplies, and it's causing a problem. Um, which would indicate that you know, if all the temples are sending their sick here, they would also be sending their healing supplies to kind of maximize treatment, but there's not enough. Mm -hmm. There is also the sense, as you're looking around, there's a lot of open wounds. Like, talking like stab wounds or, you know, bruising and broken bones and that sort of thing, like there was like something happened, right? Mm -hmm. So you get that sense that like this is not just yeah, everybody's being centered here, but also looks like there was a fairly large fight somewhere. Okay. Uh I might is there like a somebody running around who's obviously like the nurse or cleric or something? There's so many. I might see if I could pull one aside real quick and ask. I'm like, what happened here? So as you try to pull one of them up to the side, she's like, no, 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 I'm busy. Go talk to the, the cleric at the front gate. They'll tell you what to do. Go. I need to focus on... And she yes, just keeps going. Uh, thank you. So, I will begin walking back towards the gate, but if there is somebody there who looks like they were in a big old fight, I might, um... I might stand there for a second and be like, So, what happened here? So, the one that you see is actually, he's a paladin, and he's actually wearing some regalia from the Temple of Tear from oh. before. And he has a deep gash wound on his side, and he has a yellow mark on his forehead. Which means that he's mostly stable, but he's injured, right? Oof, Yeah. So he kind of looks up as he grunts as he tries to shift. There was a riot that broke down in the southern ward late last night. Uh, Ouch. I had to go in there and break it up. But as you can see, we're still dealing with the repercussions. A lot of people died. Oh, gosh. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better? Is this better? I'll live. I'm better than most. That's good. What was the riot over? It seemed like a turf war between gangs. Except it caught a bunch of innocents in the crossfire. Ugh. That is, um... 
That's not good. So, have the bards lost their magic too? No, they don't. Their magic doesn't come from the divine. Huh. So why haven't they pulled everyone with healing magic in here? I, get... I, mean, I know some bards who are able to, even some wizards. I, I, I don't specialize in it. There's... There's a few. Uh, and he, he kind of points around and you do see, like, there are a few bards helping out. But also, once they've spent their healing magic, yeah. they're done. Right? <laughs> and bards are not the best healers. If he just kind of looks and nods a little bit. Ah. <sighs> uh, it's not the lack of healing magic that's making this so bad right now. Like, yes, we need our healing magic back. But the supplies have gone. There's raiders on the road taking it. Interesting. Do you know where they're taking it? Uh, where they're taking it? No. Where are the raiders? We know that the the raids happen on the trade routes north of Waterdeep, past the Troll Gate. We get regular shipments in from Luskin and Wat and Neverwinter. But without those shipments, you can see how bad it's gotten. Looks around. Good to know. I'll um. I count myself lucky then. Just got back from Luskin. Well, that you missed the the dangers of the road is a blessing. Apparently. Um, at least one person in my family runs a trade route. I'll I'll see what I can get done, or if there's anything I can get done. I'd I'd like to help, but I'm limited. Right. Well, best of luck. We need all the help we can get. <laughs> Well, uh, feel better, eventually. He gives you the finger. <laughs> that's that's fair. I, I deserve that. Alright. Um, I will let you rest. And I'm gonna walk back out. He kind of, he gets himself back situated in a comfortable spot. Out of the way. Uh, you get the sense that his wound is probably a little worse than he's letting on, but also... He's a paladin, and he's inclined to just tough it out so that other people get treatment instead. Yeah, so you make your way. Where are you going now? Uh, I think now would be a good time. Epi's gonna leave that slightly depressing place and probably write a letter. Okay. Just find some little park bench I can sit on and write. Alright, so you find somewhere to kind of hole up and write a letter. I am going to yeah. jump back to Brooke and Brock so that it's not the all-epi station. <laughs> so Brock, Rook catches up with you not too long. Uh, you don't really make it that far from Blackstaff's Tower. And you two meet up. Oh Rook, how was breakfast? Um, actually, uh, well, Ebby wasn't there. What a shocker. Right. Um, uh, any, do you have any ideas where Ebby might be? Otherwise, we should just continue on our way, right? Uh, I literally wrote a song about how hard it is to find Ebby once, so no. No, I don't. 
Okay. Yeah, let's uh, get your stuff settled. It's gonna, it's, unfortunately, I'm guessing it's going to be a lot of sitting around and doing nothing, so I don't know if you want to go pick up a side job while I'm at it. It could be quick, but it's probably not going to be. Oh, seriously. Mm. I'm just wondering, where would Rook... You know what? You're right, Brock. I think I'm going to go check in with um, some friends. And um, where should we meet later? Uh, we can meet at the Bard Rock. I'm going to go there and, and survey how the damage is now that they'll actually let me look around without guards. Or with the blessing of the guards, I guess. Alright, sounds good. So, Rook, you go off and do your thing. We'll get back to you in a second. Sure. Brock, you make your way to the Innkeeper's Guild. Yep, and I, I'm guessing I see at least some people in the line, so I just wait. Hi, how are you? Uh, yeah, you see some sort of familiar faces. I mean, it's... The the gnome behind the counter is the same one from before. Yeah, I'm not going to try ducking line or anything. I will wait my turn. Okay, and she sees you and, like, there's the recognition on her face. And then there's a pause, and she actually motions for you to come forward. I, I look pleasantly surprised when I come up to the counter. She says, Mr. Song, good to see you again. So, uh, go ahead and head upstairs. There's some disgruntled people in the line. Uh, your assistant has been up there working on the paperwork. She is up there now waiting. Uh, so go ahead and head on up. She's held your spot, and she's kind of leaning so that, that the whole line can hear, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. So they calm down. You get the sense that she has to deal with a disgruntled line of people fairly often. Thank you so much. You've been such a pleasure to work with. I know this can't be an easy job to deal with. Everyone always has a problem. Thank you, thank you. Oh, aren't you sweet. Go on upstairs. <laughs> so I go upstairs, presumably to Philip's office, where I was last in here. You go to Philip's office. Uh, Melody is in there. They both look just frustrated and tired. Melody sees you and her face lights up. Brock! Oh, good. I'm glad you're here. I'm so sorry. Yesterday was a... It was a day to die for, let me tell you. I don't want to hold everyone up telling the story, though, but I just, I could not get here for the life of me yesterday. I'm so sorry. Well, it's okay. I had some other stuff I could get done. It's just, you got to sit here and do a lot of paperwork, and I'm sorry. But apparently it has to be you that signs a lot of this stuff, and yeah, so she just plops down with a heavy thud, this stack of papers. Um, and you see Philip kind of just shake himself out of this half-awake stupor, and he's like, alright, so here's what we gotta do. This first page, and, like, you're gonna spend a long time here. Yep. and I do just mention to Philip really quickly, I spoke with the Black Staff this morning. They have a personal investment in uh, keeping the repairs safe. Uh, they said they might send word to you about that as well. Right. Well, I haven't heard anything yet. But if we hear anything, we'll let you know, and if that makes a difference, yep. then aren't you lucky to know people that are important enough to not have to deal with this. So you're there for a while. And sure enough, after about like two hours there, you're getting about three quarters of the way through your paperwork. But also, a very important looking, well-dressed tiefling man pokes his head into the door and says, Philip, we received a missive from the Blackstaff's Tower 
we are to treat him like a premium nobleman member and expedite this process as much as we can. So, you know, give him the platinum treatment. Philip just stops for a second and there's a look on his face. Go ahead and roll insight. I rolled a 12, and insight is wisdom, so 12 plus 0 is 12. Okay. It's hard to read. There's definitely a thought going through his head, but you can't figure out what it is. Can I also roll, like, either stealth or sleight of hand or something to see how well I conceal what would definitely be the shit-eating grin about the fact they put me through 12 hours of nonsense last time, and now I get premium treatment? Uh, God, that'll be a performance check, sir. Oh, right, I'm great at performance. All right, so that is a 12 plus 7. That is a 19. You're grinning on the inside. But nobody's any the wiser. So at this point, Philip takes the, like, one-quarter stack left, flips through it, finds, like, a single sheet, and pulls it out, looks it over. All right. So we've assessed the damages at the Bard Rock Cafe. Based on your platinum treatment and he scratches out a number and writes down another number that's like twice as high as it was this is the amount we're willing to pay to have the Bard Rock Cafe reconstructed uh, and you see that they are willing to offer you 8,000 gold alright very well uh, he just has a giant rubber stamp that he's just stamping all these papers with you get the sense that because you're getting this special treatment, there's a whole lot more bullshit that just isn't going to be in your way. <laughs> Alright. Uh, you leave with... It's not a bag of gold. It's like a promissory right. note. basically says you can pick up this much gold for the repair costs at this location. You know, because sending you out with a giant bag of gold is stupid. Right. And I also, uh, also, Philip, I just want to compliment uh, the runners that I've been dealing with. Uh, they are, they seem like such a hard worker. I just wanted to personally com commend how hard work they work and how dedicated they are. Oh. Yes, we fired him. You did? Yes, he never reported back yesterday, so. Oh, he only found me this morning. I, like I said, I was having a day and he was dedicated to finding me. Please, if there's anything I can do, well, if you give me his name, I will hire him myself. His name is Sean. He lives in the trades ward with his parents. We were giving him a chance, but there's always more runners. Now, out of character, is that Sean with a W, or is that S-E-A-N Sean? S-E-A-N. I had written down the wrong one. <laughs> Alright, so I've made note of that. I'm going to track down and poach Sean for this job, as originally planned last episode. <laughs> um, he does mention that Sean... Sean worked with his parents at Maroth's Fine Silks. It is an established trade store that makes nice clothes. And borders the, the North Ward and the Castle Ward. Is that different clothing yeah. store than the one we walked by earlier today? Yes, different okay. clothing store. Clothing store you saw was more for like 
general clothing rather than noble wear. All right, so that's all the business I had. So the next thing I was going to do is I was going to rock and go back to the Bard Rock in anticipation of first looking over the damages, and I'm probably going to spec the obelisk myself. They can't give me more wild magic, so they should let me. You don't don't say that. <laughs> Listen, man, nobody's rolled a hundred yet. I'm waiting for it to happen. Oh, no. What so, is a hundred? Oh, I think oh, we all have out, one hundred. Oh yeah. Uh, Either way, uh, my plan is to go back to the Bard Rock, and while I'm waiting for Rook and Epi to rendezvous with me to assess the what remains of my building and get an idea of what I want to do with the repairs. Okay. Uh, Rook. Yes. What are you doing with your day? So, Rook legit uh, decides now would be a good time to do a little side thing she was thinking of. Rook wants to do a little recon on the Blackstaff's tower. She wants to know if there may be a viable way to get into the Blackstaff's office through the balcony. The Blackstaff's tower is tall. Mm -hmm. This is the skyscraper of the medieval world. Right. But can I see the balcony at all? So, yeah, it's like it's high up there, but you can see it. Okay. But this is several stories higher than any building nearby, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like you'll you'll have to climb a little bit if you're going to go in right. the balcony. How's the climb? Does it? Are there other balconies? Is it brick? It is smooth white stone. Okay. Um, there are other balconies on the way up, but between the black staff's office and the next lowest balcony is about four or five stories oh four or five stories okay um is it grappling hookable in theory so rook is making some notes like it's so like just for reference like each story is about 20 feet right right it's really quite a reach quite a reach indeed yeah if if you can find a way to get a, a <laughs> yes. grappling hook a hundred feet up from the next lowest balcony, yeah, like <laughs> it's kind of incredible, isn't it? She knows a guy. I mean, Let's have Armbar throw you that high; it'll work out better. It's an incredible feat that I don't really trust my rolls on, but it's you know it gives me an idea. Um, okay, um, so I have some time, so. Rook's expecting this to take a really long time, according to what Brock said. So Rook kind of wants to watch the Blackstaff's office a little bit. So um, she's going to make her way back inside and make her way back up to the office, but stay right outside where the secretary is and just kind of listen in to what the secretary is saying. I feel like I need to apologize. Uh, so, the exterior of the Blackstaff's tower looks like it's three stories high. Oh. The interior obviously has, like, so many stories. Like, you can just keep going up and up and up. But from the outside, it looks three stories tall. It looks. 
I was staying on the fourth story. How does that work? Do what now? Brock is staying on the fourth story of the three-story tower. I'm confused. Because the inside's bigger than the outside? It's, it's, it's bigger on the inside. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Okay, thanks for that clarification. That's important. Okay. Yeah, it is, and I'm sorry, because I, I went to look up, like, alright, how exactly does this look canonically? And no, I forgot. The outside doesn't look the same. Okay. It doesn't look the same at all, so meaning, I can't, I, can I even see that balcony? Does it even look the same at all? No. Okay, yeah, that makes, that makes a lot more sense. Okay, so Rook realizes that this very, very important fact. Okay, so, um... Yeah, so Rook is inside listening in. What are you trying to do? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm I'm listening in on the secretary for kind of doing recon for a little bit um, because she has some time to kill before she has to meet with Brock. Okay, so you're just on the first story listening in? Yes. Okay, so the first story is where, like, appointments are made or mm -hmm. requests or anything like that so you see a lot of people coming in and out asking about hey why is divine magic not working is there anything the flagstaff is doing hi i need to ask a question about this can i get access to the library hi i'm wanting to apply for uh, a chance to study here under one of the magisters can i get an application you know that kind of thing right mm -hmm. so I mean, it is just like, this is... This is usual. This is where people come in from the street to just ask a question. And there are people kind of hanging out in the lobby area. So it's not like you stand out, because, yeah, it's... This is the public area. Mm -hmm. Can I get close to the secretary's desk? Yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> um, secretary kind of looks up. Uh, hello, can I help you? Oh. There is a half-elven man kind of standing there with scholarly clothes on. Oh, sorry. I'm actually waiting for someone. Oh, no problem. And I... And he just goes back. Yeah, so. I kind of like back away a little bit. Um, what's on... what's on his desk? It looks to be a large book of appointments. Uh, there's a notepad with just a bunch of notes in it. And... There's lots of, like, forms and stuff like that. You know, it looks like a front desk. It's so really, the most interesting stuff is going to be beyond this secretary. Do I notice any... Is there any anything barring me from just, like, walking right through past the secretary? No. And, you know, like, Brock is staying on the fourth story. Oh, right. You guys have never okay. been stopped before. You just go upstairs. Where's the barrier between me and the black staff? Say that again. I'm sorry. So what is the place that is the, the, let's say, the gate between me and the Blackstaff herself? So like what floor and room kind of thing? Y yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Oh, you, I mean, <laughs> you could... Rook has been here, so Rook does know where that is. Right, so like, but so... Right, so you have to go way, way up the tower. Right, right? okay. And it, did it take us a very long time to walk up? Well... So if you take the stairs, yeah, it'll take a long time. There is a platform. Fortunately, Waterdeep invented the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> well, magically, yes, there is 
a Tensor's floating disc area where you say, uh, take me to the Blackstaff's office or the Blackstaff's floor, and it just sort of elevates you through the different floors. And it doesn't go very quick, mm -hmm. but it does get you there. So it might be like a five minute wait as you just ride from the bottom floor all the way to the top. And then the stairs also, you would know this, uh, there's a command word for the stairs. It's like you're on the first floor. Mm -hmm. You would know from hearing Brock there is a command word to where you walk up one story and you're on the fourth floor. Okay, for like different floors. That's the, okay. Yeah, that's the only floor you know the command word for. So, basically, Rook wanted to get a very good idea of this tower because she feels she may be able, if there's ever the need in the future, to get something particularly, I mean, related to the Blackstaff herself or something particularly magical. That would be a very useful place to get into. So, it's obviously a place she can't get into now. So, she's gonna skedaddle. And she's gonna get okay. to the Bard Rock. Alright. So you and... You get to the Bard Rock way before anybody else, so you're just kinda hanging out. Yeah. Um, you are, unfortunately, not Brock, so they don't let you in. Yeah. But once Brock gets there, yeah, you can all go inside. Uh, Alright, so... Last thing, Epi. Yes, yes, hello. You're, you're, you're writing your note, you finish it. Okay. What do you do? So, um, I finish writing my little note, and I get out the good old-fashioned wax seal, press my uh, signet ring into it so they know that it's coming from me. Sure. Head off someplace and drop off my note to my family so they, you know... They, they get, they're going to get a letter in the mail. And then I'm going to head back to my little inn room that I rented. And then change back into Epimetheus. <laughs> okay. So you get all your, your clothing and everything that you had together. Um, you walk in. Your unseen servant is walking in a circle. And then he sits down. You know what? I appreciate your effort. Good, good job. <laughs> you, you don't really get a response. The servant's just kind of just sitting there like... Just, he's unseen, right? So. so, I close the door, kind of lean back on it. And I go plop on the bed for a brief second. Pull out my book and I write in it so things are getting pretty bad out there do you know anyone else who can use the spell that you gave me you know for revivify you're the only one I can give that spell to he writes in there okay looks like I'm gonna have to do some studying <laughs> and um, then I'm going to write in there would you inform Dot to go find Brock ask him where he's staying tonight and then come back and tell me no response 
Are you able to get these messages to Dot, or is Dot just not listening? Yes. Okay. Cool. Thank you very much. And then I'm gonna take a short rest and do some arcane recovery, get some of my spell slots back, and then we'll see where Dot is. <laughs> okay. So Dot, along with Armbar, made their way back to the Bard Rock Cafe. So Rook, you would meet Armbar there. Okay. And uh, Dot is invisible on Armbar's shoulder until he pops out and says, Hey, hey. Whoa. Where's Brock? Okay, snaps your face. Hey, oh, come on. Um, he's he's coming. He's coming to the cafe. Ah. Alright, cool. And he flies off. Goes in, goes invisible again. Like that's it. That's the entire interaction. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Two succinct people. <laughs> um, is kinda of rubbing his eyes. How long did I sleep? So that's not at all how I'm <laughs> I, I cannot how do that voice. <laughs> oh, my head really hurts, guys. Ugh. You're good. <sighs> um, there is only one Tyler, everybody. Right. Yes. <laughs> yep. He is irreplaceable. That's true. That's true. We miss him today. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, don't worry about it. It's good you got your rest. I had some tea waiting for him and I woke up. It was nice. Good for you, man. And some burnt slippers, too. <laughs> That's great, man. Diana's a really weird druid. Who leaves slippers that are burnt? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Alright. So, eventually all of you converge on the Bard Rock Cafe. Uh, Epi, you do as you are taking your short rest. Uh, you hear a, a knock on the window. Oh? And as you, you look up, you see Dot right there, looking very impatient. <laughs> I, I open the window for Dot. The Bard Rock Cafe. That's where he's going. Can I go now? Thank you very much. You've been a lot of help. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can go. Pop. I'm sorry. He's gone. I kept you here for so long. He's not. Just the minute <laughs> you say is, yeah, he's, he's just poof. <laughs> I just kind of deep sigh. I love that little creature. Really wish that I could have better working conditions, though. I write in the book. Tell Dot I said thank you. No response. <laughs> and I'm gonna make my way towards the Bard Rock. I'm gonna try and actually be a little sneakier getting out of the inn that I was in. Okay, roll a stealth check. Okay, okay, okay. Tiny, tiny glitter black dice. We're gonna see how that goes. Ooh. Well... Once again, Tiefling, not not stealthy at all. I rolled a whopping six. That's with my bonus. Okay. So you get some looks this time, mostly because you look like you're trying to be stealthy, but actually you're Kronk from the Emperor's New Group. <laughs> White Shadow. <Amazing. laughs> but you 
all converge on the Bard Rock Cafe. The guard recognizes you, Brock, and you all are allowed back in. And for the first time, even though it is ruined and scorched and all of this, you're able to come back home. That's where we're going to end for tonight. Woo! I'll, I'll send you the, the note that Epi sent to his family once okay. I write it. We did it, guys. We made it back to the barn room. <laughs> yeah, we did. I have, I have some of my spells back. I'm gonna... Oh, I should stop recording. Okay, you listen to Bar Rock Cafe. Get on to sassygamers.com and listen to more episodes. And become a patron. I'll read your cards. Do it. Patreon.com slash Bar Rock Cafe. Till next time.